Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Alexia Carrillo, your Christian business mindset coach. So before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share with you a special offer that I have that is perfect for you if you've been considering coaching or you're not even sure if coaching is for you. So this offer is where if you buy a single one hour coaching session, and then you decide to then move forward and do one of the six week packages with me, then the price of that coaching session actually is discounted from the six week package. So basically, you get that session for free. And the reason I do this is because it helps it be a win win. So if you decide not to do coaching, for whatever reason, maybe you can't or just don't want to, then that's okay, too, because you're still going to get an amazing and powerful breakthrough session in the one session. But it's also just a great way to test coaching out without a lot of risk. It's a win win, because regardless, you're going to get something out of that session. But then if you decide to move forward, then you basically got the session for free. So if you're facing some negative thoughts like worry or doubt, or you find yourself questioning if you can really do this, wondering if God really did call you to this in the first place, you're wondering what in the world you're supposed to do next in your business. These are all questions that you might be wrestling with that are keeping you stuck, stuck lies, mindset lies that are keeping you um, from doing what God's calling you to do and holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. And this is where I come in as a Christian business mindset coach. So if this sounds like you, then I want to invite you to come over to mamawiththecalling.com slash coaching. I'll put the link below in the description and you can book a session there today to get started. Spots are limited. So go ahead and grab yours. All right. So today I want to talk about the hustle narrative because there is a hustle narrative in the entrepreneur space and subsequently we've developed an anti-hustle narrative and I actually think that both are harmful. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but I actually think that talking about hustle culture in the way we've been hearing it is not good. But also having this anti-hustle narrative is also not good because it's not really what we should be doing. Neither one of them. Today, I want to dive into each of these camps of thought and then talk about how we can really approach how we work from a biblical perspective as we serve God with our businesses. So I am a workaholic by nature, I feel like, like all through college and grad school, and maybe you guys can relate to this. In fact, I know a lot of you can relate to this. 
all through college and grad school, my whole life, really, I loved working hard. And I prided myself on my work ethic, um, how long I would stay at work, um, things I remember, I've said this story a number of times, but like being in grad school, there was so much pride around how long you worked on something. I mean, not just grad school, but like everything. And it's always been this thing. And I remember being my summer between junior and senior year of college. I remember being so excited. Like this is just, I'm such a nerd, you guys. But I was so excited to have extra research to do to where I had to stay late. And I had to come in on the weekend like that was everything to my brain at the time is like, oh, my goodness, I have so many important things to do that I'm so busy, which you can hear in there why it's a problem. But that is literally how I operated. And a lot of you are probably the same in that you are used to working hard. So when I first started my online business, I continued this pattern and coming home after leaving my job, about a year after leaving my job to be home full time, I really started to have a stronger, a stronger walk with the Lord. And then I really found myself struggling in this area because before I had just been like in this, what I would call then like this hustle mindset. And I became aware of my internal drive to work harder to force results when I started like my spiritual walk again, when I started reading my Bible again and going to church and just having this deeper relationship with, with God. And suddenly my internal drive to work so hard, um, felt like it clashed with trusting in God to provide and trust in his timing. Because the reason I was working so hard was to basically force results. Um, and that that didn't align. So I basically switched to the other extreme and operated from the perspective that I shouldn't work hard at all. Because that was me trying to make things happen. And so I didn't need to do that, right? So instead, I should work a little bit like a little bit and just see what happens, but not too hard. And then rely on God to just provide these amazing results that I was seeking, but without working very hard for them. So I simply needed to pray and have enough faith and then wait for it to happen. And that didn't really go as (laughs) as I thought. And so it wasn't until I really finally started to understand how to approach work and the way I think about work from a biblical perspective that I was able to finally release this hold and confusion that this had on me that it's, it's really a place of being in somewhere in the middle there. So we have what the world tells us about work, right? This is what we're used to and likely operating from. This includes working more to make more. Your time is money. Um, The harder you work, the more you're going to make. Working harder means you really want this success. Like if you want this, you're going to show up for this. And working hard is how you're going to accomplish your goals, that your goals and the achieving them or not is 100% up to you and your effort, right? You want it, you work for it. That's the narrative that we honestly get from working because that's, that's the way it works in the workforce. And that's also the way it sounds in this hustle culture. So we bring this narrative into our lives as entrepreneurs, believing that we need to continue this pattern. And we hear it in the entrepreneur space. This, the same mindset is 
labeled as the hustle culture. And at first, a lot of us are here for it, if we're honest, right? Like you're like, yeah, let's go. And then we start to get burned out, and rightfully so. But then we start to jump on board with that anti-hustle culture. And this is where we hear things like, we aren't hustling anymore, no more burnout, work-life balance, self-care, you need to rest, um, you know, like work, like passive income and, and don't work a lot and, and these kinds of things. Um, like you deserve to be home with your kids. You deserve to not have to work all the time. These kind of things that actually make it about you and your comfort. Um, and it sounds good, right? It sounds amazing. But then there's this Christian narrative on top of that, which we say things like, don't strive in your own strength to make things happen. Don't try to make them happen by working too hard, but instead let God make them happen. And this sounds great. Um, and part of that is true. And this is how the enemy works, right? All of this, what I want to Um, I guess, point out with this conversation is that this is where the enemy gets us stuck, is that if we don't look at what the Bible says about it, we're going to go, we're going to go back and forth, back and forth. And we're going to either go into a place where we're not working. And we think we're doing like a good Christian approach or something. And then or we're going to work too hard. And we're just all in our flesh. Like, there's a middle ground here. So the Christian narrative is to is to not strive in your own strength. So don't try to make things happen by working too hard, but just let God make them happen. And this sounds great, but it results in not working at all or working very little and then getting frustrated with the lack of progress or even feeling like if you work too hard, then you somehow don't have faith and that like that's okay. That's a whole that's a, that's part of this conversation too. I forgot to put that in my notes, but that is definitely part of the conversation as well that if we are actually trying to work on our businesses and really putting it in there that somehow we're being greedy, we're too ambitious, we're we're um like I said not having enough faith. But is this what the Bible actually says? Because this is the mess we can get caught up in. Hustle or don't. Strive or don't. It's so confusing. And as I read scripture, as I've been reading scripture and really looked into this over the past few years, I realized that it is very clear in scripture that work is good. What we really need to do is reframe that narrative first. Like what is work and what does God say about work? Then we need to examine hustle versus striving and look at these through a biblical lens. And then we can make decisions about how we show up to work And not operate from what everybody else is using. You know, when we have these cultural uses of words like hustle, strive, work, etc. We've got to pay attention to like, what do they actually mean? And we've been operating and adopting kind of like a cultural definition. But again, it doesn't mean that these things are necessarily bad. So we need to look at that. So first, let's look at striving. So striving is when you're trying to make something happen in your own power, I would say. And scripture is very clear about this, that Deuteronomy, for example, is all about how to not forget who brought them to the promised land. That, um, you know, you're like, that's, that's reiterated over and over. Do not forget 
that this is not because you're like so amazing. It's because God and his mercy, his grace, his love, he brought you here. And in Psalms, it says, no king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot be saved. For it's the Lord. The battle is the Lord's. Like this, his, he is the one who really makes this happen. That was Psalm 33, 16. And Jesus says that apart from him, we can do nothing in John 15, 5. So striving today as an entrepreneur might look like you want to make a certain amount of money. So you work around the clock to quote unquote, make it happen. Like you were going to do this. And like I said, I think the Christian narrative with striving and hustling is that we've made them one of the same. So this is the concept of like crushing your goals and like reaching those things with everything you have. Like if you really want it, you're going to run after it. And the success then, or lack thereof, in your business is based on you, your ideas, how hard you worked, and not about God's provision, blessing, or direction for your business. And this also means that you are creating goals and going after things in your business that you like or want with with no regard for seeking God's input, input or direction in it. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have goals. Or anything like, or that you shouldn't work hard. That's what we're going to get to in a minute. But just that this, this idea of striving, like this isn't, you know, I agree this, this version of striving isn't how we want to be operating as Christian entrepreneurs. And definitely not if we want a spirit led business when we just kind of say, thanks God for the business idea. And then we like run off, do all these things. And then like kind of on the side, Hey God, can you bless what I'm doing today? Great. Thanks. And then keep chugging along. That really is you know, just going after it all on our own. And and we can, I think we can agree, like all throughout scripture, it talks about that pride um, and arrogance as being like pride in the Bible means that we think we don't need God. And so, and like that we're good enough on our own. And so that definitely aligns with striving. And so we don't want to do that. And for many of you, either you know this now, or once you realize what striving was, you maybe went the total opposite in an effort to avoid striving altogether. And that's, like I was saying, like where you might not work very hard at all. So I don't want you to hear that about striving and then say, okay, I'm just not going to (laughs) work at all. Or maybe you've already done that. But the Bible makes it clear again, that work is good. Proverbs 14, 23 says, there is profit in all hard work, but endless talk leads to poverty. In Genesis 3.15, before the fall, we see that the Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. In Deuteronomy, it's very clear that God intended for his people to work the land, to work for food and all the things they needed, and he would bless the work of their hands. He would bring rain to tend to the land to, you know, bring food from the seeds they planted. So they had to work. So What I think has happened is that we have made hustle and striving synonyms because really the word hustle, if we think about it, means to work hard. And in our attempt to not strive, we've also sworn off not working, not working hard. But the Bible is clear that we are to work and to work hard at what God has given us to do. So I'm going to give a couple of Old Testament and New Testament examples. This is where we're kind of switching into that. Um, biblical mindset, because 
with with the examples, like we first evaluated, what are our thoughts coming into this? And again, these thoughts are part of it for sure, can be a spiritual attack where like the enemy is kind of feeding us these lies. Another part of it, though, is just our human nature and our training. Like I said, like this is the way we're trained in the world today. So you may not even recognize any of these things. But now that you do, now you can start to switch that thinking to operate from a biblical perspective. So as we look at some of these Old Testament, New Testament examples, I want you to see what um, what work can look like and how we can mimic that in our own lives. So from the Old Testament, we have some, I mean, there's lots of examples, but some that came to mind for me were Joseph, Daniel, and Nehemiah. So each of them had a job and they did that job with excellence. And that job was often like, Joseph and Daniel ended up working there, like getting put in positions where they are in like under, you know, Joseph's under Pharaoh, Daniel's under the king. And it's like they are under these these pagan, non-believing, you know, leaders, but they do an amazing job at their job. They work hard. And that's why they're in those positions. Now, God put them there and their favor, but still like they had to maintain the position. They can't just say, oh, God gives me favor to be here. And then they do nothing, right? There's a there's a combination effort there. And then Nehemiah, same deal. He was a cupbearer. And, um, but he goes and has this job of rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. And he takes it so seriously. And he works very hard. Again, God's favor got him there. And God's favor was on him and the blessing all along the way. But Nehemiah is doing the work along, you know, with the people. So each had a job and did that job with excellence, always relying on the Lord for their direction and ultimate strength. They were working for God in all that they did. They didn't see it as I'm working for whatever person or whatever Pharaoh or king. They just, they saw everything they did as working for the Lord and they did it with excellence. And so I think that we need to do the same in our lives and our businesses, that that is what God wants us to do. If you're called to business, we're not called to like being called to business means there is work to be done. And in the New Testament, we see Jesus clearly on a mission. I mean, he is on a mission. He's constantly moving from place to place and he sees what he is doing as work to be done. We see in John 17, four, where Jesus says, I've glorified you on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And he's talking to the father. But I remember reading that and thinking like, Jesus, it's work. I mean, it's working for the father and he takes it very seriously and he's moving all over the place and he goes from town to town to town. And you can tell, you can see this all through the gospels. He will have timing. Like there's a time after he heals Peter's mother-in-law that people are looking for him everywhere and he's healing all these people. And then Um, the next day he's like, nope, we're going to go to the next town. Like I have more people to like, I need to talk to more people. Like I'm not here just for this one town. And so he's constantly doing what the father is telling him to do. Paul was another one with a mission. I mean, he was very mission minded as I like to think of it. He often talked about laboring and working and having the reward and seeing his assignment as work to be taken very seriously. I mean, every thing he did, it appears through scripture that it was focused 
on this assignment from from God. It was not just like a fun idea. It was not like it'd be great if you could. He was like, God gave me this assignment and I am going to work hard at this. I'm taking it seriously because he talks about in Colossians 3, 22 through 24, he says, don't work only while being watched in order to please men, aka people pleasing, but work wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That verse just says it all. I mean, that those two verses, those three, what was that, three verses say it all because we need, if we really believed, and I hope that you do, that God has called you to business then our feelings about it, any hardships we face, anything we don't know, um, it is not going to be enough to keep us from working diligently at that task. He has given you work to do. And then the flip side of that is that we're not going to believe for a second the lie that we should not be working hard, that there is not work to be done, right? And again, it's that it's that um, balance of making sure our thoughts are in the right place. So We need to change our thoughts around this. It's not that hustle is bad. Think about if you ever played a sport or maybe your kids play sports and the coach says like, good hustle. What did that mean? It meant that you showed up and you played your best. You didn't just mosey over to to the ball and kind of pick it up and, you know, walk back over. No, you ran after that ball. You hustled to do everything on the court or field or whatever to do your role, like to show that you, you're here for it. So we've got to stop believing the lie that we shouldn't work hard as Christians. And that if we're doing God's work and truly having faith, then we wouldn't work as hard, yet still somehow get like big results. And I'm saying it that way because on the one hand, I do think that our work is needed to have results, but the big results don't come from our work. They come from God's blessing and favor on our work. So, but, but like I said, like that's not going to happen if you don't unlock it by working. Um, so, you know, I want to challenge this idea. Like where did we ever get the idea that doing the work God has given us will be easy and comfortable? That is not our goal here. If you're seeking to have the easiest way to make money that's letting you spend all day doing very little work, then I want to challenge you to ask yourself if that's really what God is calling you to, or if that's your fleshly desire coming to play. And it could be that, you know, that is what God's calling you to because you're going to serve people and, and do these different things. But I think in our Western thinking, so often we think about because we're overworked, it's because we're overworked. And we really just so badly want to relax. But I think that narrative in our heads about we're going to relax all day at the beach or we're going to travel all the time. That is like, I don't I mean, you could have reasons for traveling, like, I don't know, doing missions or whatever, or just doing good things around the world. But I just know, I know there was a time when I wanted to travel 100% selfishly, like I just wanted to travel just because I wanted to. And I wanted to see stuff just because I wanted to. There was no benefit to others. I mean, I guess I'd be spending money and helping their businesses overseas or something. But it literally had no, um, it was like a luxury, an entertainment for me just to see the world. Like there's, there's no purpose in it. And so, you know, I just feel like because we're overworked 
um, we long for this kind of relaxing life. And not to say that God won't, that doesn't want us to have blessings and to experience good things and that we can't go on vacations, but we just got to be careful to think about if we're wanting our entire lives to revolve around ourselves and our own comfort. I don't know. I just, I'm not sure that's really what God will be calling us to. I'm not hundred percent sure, but what I'm getting when I read scripture is that that is not what we're here for. We have a purpose. We have something that God has given us to do. And especially if you're called to business, you, we can't be hanging out at the beach or whatever, traveling the world with a business, especially the kind of businesses we're called to. We are called, everybody that I've talked to on here that I listen to the podcast that I've spoken to, we're all wanting to do something like coaching or we want to have that connection. We want to pour into people and that's okay. So again, I just want to challenge those thoughts around why is it, why is it bad in your mind to work hard. And then, or the other side of it is, why do you think you need to work so hard? <laughs> so I, you know, it can feel like we're tossed to and fro, but if we know the truth, it doesn't have to be that way. We really just need to check our hearts. It's always about your heart. If you're working hard for you and your gain, then check your heart, right? Change it. But if you're working hard as unto the Lord, that's a good reason. Proverbs 20 verse four says, the slacker does not plow during planting season at harvest time. He looks and there's nothing like we wouldn't expect otherwise, right? We need to work hard that we have to take our assignment seriously. And as with everything, there's balance. Yes, we can switch from working hard, aka hustling into striving very easily. That's a very slippery slope. So we need to always keep our minds and our hearts on Jesus. So pray Seek direction in every aspect of your business. Read your Bible. Just have accountability. Um, have business friends. Have a coach. Something. And then once you get that direction around where you're going in your business, now you can take that very seriously. Show up with excellence, doing your best to do the job that he has given you. But always remember that the success of the business is not resting on you, on your efforts, your ideas, anything like that. It is a partnership with God. You are the hands and feet doing what he has given you to do through the business. But ultimately, the outcome is accomplished by God. He's the one who's moving people to listen to your podcast or to, um, you know, read your blog or watch your YouTube channel. And he's the one that's stirring in their hearts to like, have them consider you for a coach or have them consider your course or whatever. Like you have no control over those things. So just like you'd never feel like it was fair, kind, or just to work for a boss that required crazy long hours and gave you no life outside of work. Don't put God in that category either. Don't feel like you need to work all the time and never get any reward for it. And then you'd also think it would be really crazy for a boss and not wise and not good business sense at all to have you um, to pay you a ton of money to do nothing. Right. That doesn't that doesn't make sense either. So. God wants you to work diligently for him, but he also loves you enough to want you to take those breaks, to have rest, to have balance. 
um, whatever balance means to you. But balance in the sense that it is not 100% working all the time. So work hard, don't strive, depend on him and take this mission seriously of what he has called you to do. All right, that's it for today. I hope this encourages you. If you got questions about this or it's a, like maybe there's some things here that are coming up. Like I said, this is a hard one to undo when you've been doing this forever in a career or college or whatever. Like if you're if this is like ingrained in you and you're having a hard time accepting this, go book a coaching session with me. I would love to walk with you through this and to and to help you undo some of the deep rooted problems there. Um, or come over in the Facebook group, uh, Faith Faith Driven Business Mamas, and just like start a conversation and we can talk about it over there. All right. I will see you guys next time. In the meantime, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with the Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawiththecalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.